You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 20th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossmark. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the first episode of the NBA Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is out and available wherever you download podcasts now. Pick number five has been made. I break down uh, why I made the pick I made, the opportunities that I tried to create that just did not happen, um, and what the analysts on our Locked On uh, Ultimate Mock Draft podcast have to say about the Magic's pick. Some interesting tidbits, some interesting thoughts, some interesting things that I want to expand upon and, and, and that I don't necessarily think they're taking into consideration on the podcast. Not that their perspective is wrong, not that their perspective is bad, um, but I think there's 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 a there's the, the, the local perspective is missing. Like why I, I I did some of the things that I did or why I was thinking the way I was thinking. A lot of things we'll talk about here, just a lot of draft strategy, um, and of course some news along the way as well. Before we get going though, don't forget the live NBA draft show is coming. NBA draft goat Chad Ford, locked on NBA draft host Rafael Barlow, and locked on NBA host John Corrales. We'll be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's the Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. So if you don't know yet, uh, on the Ultimate Mock Draft feed, there's a Locked On Ultimate Mock Draft feed. This week is the Ultimate Mock Draft for the NBA. Uh, what we all did was we all do what we've done every year under the on, on, and the Locked On Podcast Network. I think it's been every November, every every. I think it's the fifth year we've been doing this. Um, don't look back at my old drafts. Um, all of us, the hosts of the Locked On Podcast Network, take control of our teams. We do trades. We do a full NBA mock draft. And so, yes, I have the fifth pick. I have the eighth pick. We'll get to the eighth pick a little bit later on in the week. I don't want to spoil it because that pick gets made today on today's episode, the second episode of the Ultimate Mock Draft. So today we're going to talk about the fifth pick and why I made the pick that I made. No spoilers here. If you've listened to the show, if you've listened to some of the arguments I've made, it's it's pretty clear the direction I'm heading. But let's start at the beginning. Um, we all knew this project was coming. We've been, we've been teasing it. We've been trailering it here on the podcast for a while. And so the first thing that I tried to do was I tried to trade up. We had the conversation with Sean Woodley uh, of Locked On Raptors a few weeks ago. Um, I, I went in and kind of dug into what, what a deal might look like with the Cleveland Cavaliers and tried to figure out if a deal would work there. And my ultimate conclusion was kind of that it would be really tough. Um, it would be tough to, you know, the Cavaliers seem like the best target at the number three pick. It would assure the Magic either Jalen Green or Evan Mobley most likely. And if not, they'd get Cade Cunningham. Um but finding a deal that makes sense would be difficult. Um, unless, you know, Cleveland is really into Jonathan Kuminga or Scotty Barnes, which they might be. Um, it would probably cost both the picks this year. It would, probably co- it would probably require the Magic take on some salary, which I don't mind. Kevin Love or Tor- Torian Prince probably means they'd have to trade Terrence Ross and maybe something else. There is, a, there is a pathway to there, but it would be really, really tough. So as this ultimate mock draft came up, 
I was literally preparing to email our friends at Locked On Pistons, our friends at Locked On Rockets, and our friends at Locked On Cavs just to see if we can make something happen. But the moment they gave us the green light and said go, our friends from Locked On Pistons picked Kate Cunningham saying we're not taking any calls. I was literally in the middle of writing an email when I got the email, when I got the message saying that they were picking Kate Cunningham. So I turned my attention to the Rockets, tried to send them, send them a message. Not two, three minutes later, they picked Jalen Green, and the Cavs followed fairly quickly with Evan Mobley. I tried to trade up. I was preparing to send emails to all these guys. I was preparing to enter negotiations. I wanted to trade up using both the Magic's fifth and eighth pick and whatever else I needed to do to get, to get up in this draft. And everyone made their picks without taking any calls. In fact, the emails all said, the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, we take so-and-so player without taking any calls. The real NBA draft won't exactly go like that. We're obviously seeing some rumors and some reporting that the Cavs might be interested in moving around, that the Pistons are not 100% sure on Cade Cunningham. All this feels like a smokescreen to me. Um, I think it is most likely that the draft will go as planned through the first five picks, uh, or through the first four picks. I don't think that we'll see, you know, the player players might change, but I don't think we'll see any trades. I don't think we'll see any movement. This draft has been one that that has been described to me by uh, our pal Richard Stamen of Locked On Me Draft as a draft worth tanking for. This is a draft that people wanted to be in, that people want, that we're, we're willing to invest a lot of talent. The Magic certainly did. Um, invest their time, invest their energy to get a high pick in this draft. They are not passing up that opportunity. That was way more drawn out than it needed to be. Um, and so, yes, I, I, I do expect that the real NBA draft will likely go this way. Um, again, are the Magic having these discussions to move up? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure they are trying everything they can to to at least get a framework for a deal to move up, but I do think it is going to be very, very difficult. Now, Orlando's got to do their homework on everyone. Um, I did get some offers to trade down, uh, not from five, but from eight especially, and I'll, I'll maybe dive into that a little bit um, at the end, at, a little bit later, but... Regardless, the Magic have to do a good job here in bringing in talent. And, you know, I know I've mentioned this several times, and I've mentioned my draft strategy and, and, and my philosophy on how to build this draft uh, and how to, how to pick in this draft. I think the Magic need to take a home run swing somewhere. I think they need to go grab a guy who's going to be their star or be their central piece. And then I think they need to take a safe pick with the second pick. I think that second pick is really valuable as a backstop, as security. And I think that's one thing that our analysts on the on the Ultimate Mock Draft just didn't get around to discussing when we got to the fifth pick. I will get to that conversation, I think, a little bit later on in the final segment of the show. I'm just kind of teeing everything up here. But the Magic were on the clock with the fifth pick. And, you know, our pal David Locke, who's hosting this Ultimate Mock Draft show, had some really interesting statistics. Um, there's something like, something like for the most part, one of every five, one one out of the top five, for lack of a better term, busts. And everyone seems pretty certain that this top four is going to be really good. And so, yes, the question, is, the, the 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 question or the point falls to the Magic were one pick away from the pick that they actually needed. Now. Past performance is no 
indicator of future success, especially in something that's so independent as a draft as draft to draft. Um, this is a very highly sought after draft class. There's a ton of talent in this draft class, but everyone is just as likely to bust. I don't think there's a runaway generational talent in this draft. There's some very good players, but a generational talent there is not. However, I do think that, yes, the Magic are in that spot where they're either taking a home run swing and whiffing or they're taking a home run swing and hitting it well. And that's kind of how everyone is describing Jonathan Kuminga. And that is ultimately that, that the promise of what he can be is ultimately why I still stuck with Jonathan Kuminga over someone like Scotty Barnes and over other players uh, that, that might be considered for the fifth pick. I want to dive a little bit deeper into why I think Jonathan Kuminga is the right pick in this spot, and then we'll dig into some of the analysis that came afterward here in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money using rockauto.com. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years with the summer heat coming down here in Orlando with the rain coming down. You got to take care of your car. And they have everything you need from brake pants, brake brake parts, not brake pants, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So why Jonathan Kuminga? Why is this the next guy on the board? Why is this the pick for the Magic? Why is this the home run swing I want to take? There are legitimate concerns about Jonathan Kuminga. Legitimate things to be worried about. Legitimate reasons why he, I mean, obviously he's the fifth pick in a player in a draft that was long considered a five-player draft that he has fallen out of and might even now fall out of the top five and out of the top six. And, and there's people who think that he could fall even to eight where Orlando's picking again. Why am I still fairly certain about him? Well, let's start with who Jonathan Kuminga is as player. And we'll get into a little bit more about the details of Kuminga's game and, and, and stuff a little later on. Yes, we saw the Instagram post. He is in Orlando. Stay tuned on that. Um, why Jonathan Kuminga? Um, look, this guy is six foot seven, six foot eight. NBA-ready body, feels like he could step right into the NBA and physically be able to handle it. In the G League bubble, he looked good physically. He's able to kind of stick with guys. And, and you know, I, I think, but obviously his numbers weren't great. Poor shooting numbers, sub-30% three-point shooter, um, really poor field goal percentage numbers. Scoring wasn't fantastic. If we're comparing Jalen Green to Jonathan Kuminga, Jalen Green's the better player, and I think we can all see that and sense that. I would argue that Kuminga was slowed down a little bit by a knee issue. Some of the earlier games that I saw, Kuminga had a really strong start to his G League bubble, um, but slowed down as things went on. And again, I would argue the injuries played a role, but certainly some of it too was defenses figured him out a little bit. Um, 
as as David Locke, you know, Kuminga is still relatively new to the game. Uh, he is uh, he hasn't been playing for very very long, which is a really testament to his talent and and his and, how, and his potential there. He hasn't been playing for very long, and it showed. Professionals took advantage of it. And as David Locke noted, and I think it's a fair point, the NBA is not the place to learn how to play basketball. You know, you need to have some innate skill. And, you know, there are plenty of concerns. Is Kuminga going to be dialed in enough defensively? Does he have enough defensive understanding? Does he understand what a good shot is? Is he going to force things? What kind of player is he going to be? Um, and, and, and then conversely, what does that do to his ceiling? Because... If he's not a starring player, if he's not kind of a player with the ball in his hands a little bit that's going to score, his offense becomes fairly useless. Um, and if he's not a super engaged defensive player, then yeah, there there are alarm bells. I would say that when Jonathan Kuminga has his interview with the Orlando Magic, when he does have his workout with the Orlando Magic, and that'll be soon, again, he took photos on Instagram. He is in Orlando. He took a photo inside the Amway Center, inside the Advent Health Practice Center. So do the math on when he's having his interview and workout with the Orlando Magic. He's got he's to nail that interview. Like, like, think about a job interview. Think about when you go on a job interview. It's a job you really, really want and that you're maybe not, quali- not completely qualified for. Jonathan Kuminga has got to have that approach to this interview. He's got to really wow the Magic because, again... There's that reporting that they're interested in Scotty Barnes, that they really like Scotty Barnes. There's that reporting that's out there. Um, but there's that reporting that's out there. The spot's not Kuminga's. He's got to earn it. And certainly there's tape to help him out. You know, th- those decisions aren't, aren't going to be completely made. But he's got to impress them as a person. The last element that's missing at this stage of the draft process is meeting the person. That's why we saw Scotty Barnes have a two-night... Um, uh, interview for the draft for for this draft pick. Why there? You know, he took a photo outside of an Orlando area restaurant before doing the workout. That's why Jonathan Kubinga was ta- you know took a photo from inside the Evan Health Practice Facility. You know, it, you know when he works out when you know the second night of the interview is the test is the kind of on court test. The first night is let's get to know you. I've done two night interviews before. Um, you know, I I I was applying for a job. They brought me in for dinner. We, you know, we we had it. We had we chat. We chatted for dinner. Then I went into the office the next day. Interviewed with a bunch of people. It is an exhausting process, but they but they get a bunch of people. You get exposed to a bunch of different people, um, and they test you on ver- on different various things that they want to know before they hire you. So yeah, this is a huge job interview that Jonathan Kuminga is probably on right now. Um, he's probably sleeping as I'm recording this, but he's probably on to you know Monday and Tuesday as he gets ready. And of course. Other players are beginning to, to trickle into Orlando. Alperin Sangun apparently uh, took a photo from an airplane. He's flying into Orlando. So Alperin Sangun, um, who we profiled before, likely to get a workout with the Magic here very, very soon as well. Um, Keon Johnson reportedly also on his way to Orlando. I'm sure we'll see Jalen Green here and maybe Evan Mobley. I don't know if uh, their agents will let, let them interview with the team this low. Um, but very, very possible that those guys are still on the way too with just a week to go before the NBA draft. This again, all to say that Kuminga still has a lot to prove. And, and and yeah, I agree with that. He may very well bust. He may very well be that one guy in the top five that busts. But for me, the reason why I continually take Jonathan Kuminga at number five, I've wavered on it a little bit, but every time I look at it, I see Scotty Barnes. I think Scotty Barnes is a really nice player. I don't see a star in Scotty Barnes. 
And I think the number one thing the Magic need, if, if we're going to draft on need, if the Magic are drafting on something they need, the number one thing they need is not shooting. It's a star. They need a guy they can build their roster around. And while I think Kuminga still has a long way to go to get there, Kuminga can be a star. I remember watching some of those early games in the G League bubble and thinking to myself, Kuminga's shooting is a lot better than I thought it would be, and this guy can get to the basket. This guy can force his way inside and get to the basket. Defense is adjusted, and Kuminga maybe didn't have all the tools he needed to adjust back and to, to, to kind of recalibrate himself and, to, and to, to, to kind of fix things up. Who knows? Maybe he would have as the G League bubble went on, and, the, and that injury really slowed him down. Um, that's a huge question. I, you know, Again, if I were putting him in a workout, I'd want to trap him. I'd want to have two guys who I think could trap him and to see how he reacts, to see how he you know, takes coaching and saying, okay, we're going to trap you here. Make the read. What's the read? You know, that, those are the things you want to test at this point. Um, and to see if he goes, say, okay, the read in our offense is swing to the perimeter or swing, you know, like, like those are the things you're trying to test at this point, I think. Um, Kuminga, to me, still has the most upside talent and the most star potential talent. And that's why I continually take him. Again, I like Scotty Barnes a lot. I think Scotty Barnes will be a really solid player, but. It always goes back to that key question. Can Scotty Barnes play alongside Jonathan Isaac or Shumo Kiki? And if he can't, if the answer to that is no, then can he be better than both? And I'm not sold he can be better than both. I'm not, you know, I think Barnes certainly has a lower, uh, has a higher floor. I think that there's a better chance that he will be a rotation caliber player. But the Magic got to go for broke. They put a lot into this draft already, trading away all those players. They got to go for broke. They got to get the absolute best and most talented player they can. Now, as I've said before, it's not about the pick number. It's about the person. It's about the player. If Jeff Weltman doesn't believe, you know, am I completely sold Jonathan Guminga is going to be a star? No. I mean, I think there's a lot of work to do. But I think he gives, I think he's the, the player in this draft that's left, that's going to, that's probably going to be left, that gives you the best chance at getting that star. I don't think it's James McKnight. I don't think it's Moses Moody. I don't think it's Keon Johnson. I don't think it's any of those guys. I think it's Jonathan Kuminga. And that's why I think you take the home run swing. And I think that's why you draft a guy like Kuminga. I, I don't think you buck the trend or the, the notion that you've had the, almost the entire year that Kuminga is a top five player in this, in this draft class. Now, on the Ultimate Mock Draft podcast, there's a lot of discussion about this question, about how the, how the talent drops off from four to five, and how, yeah, Kuminga is still probably the most talented guy on the uh, on the board, but is a huge question mark. And I think the analysis on that mock draft was missing something very, very key. That the Magic have a second pick. They have a backstop to still get a quality player. I want to talk about why that's important coming up here in just a moment. But first... Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action now at Bet Online. Get the le- all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
And so this is where I think draft strategy really plays a role. Obviously, the Magic have cushion. They have the ability to take a home run swing knowing that they can still add a quality player later in the draft. As I've said before, it is not necessarily about taking that home run swing or in the way that you and I might think of it. We all think that the Magic should probably take Kuminga or Barnes with the fifth pick because that's where everyone has them on their board. That's the most talented player. And I will continue to stress this. I will continue to repeat this. Uh, I've been telling everyone that will listen to this. If they have James Book Knight as their fifth best player, if they have James Book Knight as the best guy, as the most likely player to become a star, if they have Keon Johnson as the most player most likely to become a star after that top four, take him at five. Don't waste time. Don't. Who cares what the experts think? Take the guy you believe in. That's more important than anything else. It is more important to get a quality player on the team than it is to go with what everyone else says and try and maneuver around the draft. Take the guy you believe in. I'm an advocate of if you believe there is a star player in the draft and you can trade up to get him, trade up to get him if you believe in him that much. Magic shouldn't have to do that. At five, they can get someone that they truly believe in. And honestly, that's the number one goal for me. Take someone you truly believe in. And if you don't believe in someone that that badly enough, then, then take talent, take need. Go to some other consideration. But I think what was missed in the discussion on the on the on the Ultimate Mock Draft podcast is the fact that the Magic do have this second pick. That the Magic can roll the dice a little bit with one of these picks and gamble a little bit, knowing that yes, we'll get another bite at the apple, that we will get another quality player. And trust me, while I think five and six, you know, between Kuminga and Barnes, you're picking between guys that you hope become stars, and they're they're a cut above, I think, the next group of players. At eight, you can get a very quality role player. There are some very good role players in this draft and guys that will fit in and help this roster. I don't think that is coincidence. I don't think that that is... I don't think that that is a bad strategy. And so I think... Honestly, I honestly think... You know, I was listening back to the podcast, listening to the analysis, and there's a lot of questions about Kuminga, and there should be. The fit with the Magic or at least the kind of specificity of what the Magic were doing, why the Magic would be willing to take on that risk is because they have the second pick, where they can take James Booknight, where they can take Moses Moody, where they can take Alpern Sengun, or take Keon Johnson. They can take guys that have defined skill sets. They can take Corey Kispert or Franz Wagner, guys who maybe have lower ceilings but have higher floors, guys that will contribute very quickly in this league. They have that ability. I think it's really, really important to know that. The Magic can be risky with one of these picks. I'm an advocate of that. Be safe with one pick. Be risky with the other. If Josh Giddey's their guy, take Book Knight at five and take Giddey at eight. Take Moody at five. I don't think Moody should be a top five pick, but take Moody at five and Giddey at eight. Take Giddey at five and take Moody at eight. I don't care. Get your guy. That's what matters. Now, obviously, uh, you know, I think that's a little bit of an extreme example, but you see the different combinations and different thought process that can go into this now, where you're taking a safer pick, someone who will contribute even if it's not as a starring player, but the goal of this draft is to go for a star. Like I said earlier, 
Like I said earlier, the Magic's number one need is a star player. Maybe that's already on the roster. RJ Hampton had a really nice run at the Ace League here in Orlando, a Pro-Am League in Orlando. I think I saw he scored 26 points, had the game-tying three to send it to overtime, and the game-winning inbounds pass for an alley-oop for the win in OT at the buzzer. Um, RJ Hampton having a good time. Had a good time playing with Dwayne Bacon and the Polk County All-Stars. Um, maybe that star's already on the roster. I don't know. I'm not going to say that, that, that it isn't, but the most important goal to start this rebuild is to have a player that you can truly center it around. And I know that's vague. I know that we can't really define that quite yet. But the Magic have to find that guy because as the league continually proves, it is a star-driven league. To be successful, to have any modicum of success, you need players that are the best at what they do, that are better than everyone else in the NBA at what they do. And the Magic just don't really have that yet. They're getting there, but they don't really have that yet. And I think that's central right now to the for the Orlando Magic. That is a central factor, a central consideration for the Orlando Magic. And again, to me, of all the of the four you know, outside of the four players that everyone acknowledges and that and believes will be the top four in this draft, to me, Jonathan Kuminga still gives you the best chance at finding a star. And that's why I'm still focused on him at the number five pick. So I'm eager to see how things went went with this trip to Orlando, allegedly, reportedly. And that's why I am really, that's why I continually pick Moses Moody because I think he's just a really safe pick. I, I'm pretty certain I know what Moses Moody's going to be in, fills the need and, and does all that. We'll break down that pick a little bit more and what options were with me on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. Also, maybe hear from some people on Locked on Magic tomorrow. We'll have to see. wait and see. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in. Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the places on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device. We referenced it a ton during today's episode. So if you aren't planning to, go ahead. Listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked on and Odyssey. It's featuring analysis from the go of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. He had a big part of building the Phoenix Suns. Our Locked On NBA local experts makes, are making selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Now, pick number eight is coming up on Tuesday's episode. Pick number five is on Monday's episode, so be sure to listen to both. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, Music and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Be sure while you're there to download Locked On Magic. If you don't already, you can find that wherever you download podcasts. Follow me as well on Twitter at at OmagicDaily and for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including coming up today, our ranking of the top 10 games of the 2021 season. Yes, we found 10. You can check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Phil Foster, right? We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.